This is the Isle of Man talking. The Man in Line. Mike, good afternoon. Welcome to Man in Line on Manx Radio. We're open line through till one o'clock today for you to have your say. Well, that big meeting tonight at Solby Glen Hotel. It's on to uh, air your opinions on the decision to stop overnight camping at Solby Claddock this year. Uh, the MHKs for Aaron Michael, uh, Alfred Cannon and Tim Johnson have been invited to attend. We uh, don't know whether they are or not, but it follows the announcement last week that overnight camping at Sorby Claddock won't be available in 2023. Concerns have been raised over the matter, uh, obviously by Ginger Hall Hotel and the Sorby Glen, but also the Max Motorhome Club and the MGP Supporters Club. In a statement, government which runs the site says the decision has been made so the condemned uh, toilet block can be demolished and a consultation carried out on the location's future. Uh, and government adds that Sobey Claddock's running at a significant loss. You heard that in the news. They're losing money on it. And nobody's uh, sort of suggested they just put the cost up and charge more uh, and leave it to the market forces. Uh, rising costs for maintenance, security and upkeep as well. So 6 o'clock tonight at the Sorby Glen Hotel. If you're popping along, then uh, give us a call tomorrow. Tell us how it went. I think we've got a journalist uh, going there tonight just to see what's happening. Big news if you're using gas. That 16% reduction to gas tariffs comes into effect on the Isle of Man today following the review carried out by the island's energy regulator, Cura. Uh, which told Alaman Energy to adjust prices to 13.98p per unit. And you may have heard Aidan Baglow, the managing director of uh, what used to be called Manx Gas, now Alaman Energy, uh, who was on the breakfast show this morning. Thanks, by the way. Lots of questions coming in for the ministers who are going to be on Man in Line this week. Uh, Thursday, so it's, it's the final chance for an open line today. Tomorrow and Friday will be the two Ramsey MHKs, but also ministers. Alex Allenson, Dr. Allenson will be on tomorrow. Treasury Minister presented the budget last week. And on Friday, Laurie Hooper, Department of Health and Social Care Minister, will be on. Uh, incidentally, on Monday, we're having a real run at Ramsey uh, because uh, the lead um, Ramsey Commissioner for Finance and General purposes. Joan McGuinness will be on Man in Line on Monday, so we'll uh, uh, get to the bottom of the north of the Isle of Man uh, over the next few days. And uh, next Wednesday, so a week today, Teresa Cope will be on Man in Line, Chief Exec of Manx Care. So we're um, uh, putting the people in front of you to, uh, uh, to have your chat. I, regarding Solby Claddock, uh, Claddock says uh, WhatsApp are 427. Uh, Isle of Man government's proved again they're just dictatorial. They've got no interest 
interest in listening to the plight of low-income families struggling with the high cost of living. A couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks in a tent or a few weekends away are all some people can afford. Registered campsites cost 30 to £40 pounds per night. Uh, how out of touch with their voters if they think this is affordable for some people? Uh, smacks of arrogance and a lack of empathy towards some people who are struggling to make ends meet. Sobby Claddock's a resource. It's a national resource. Aren't we supposed to be promoting mental health and mental well-being within the community? Thanks for the rant. <laughs> Thanks for that. And uh, that uh, WhatsApp goes on. Just walked my dog on Sobby Claddock. Two men in an unmarked white van surveying the toilet block had a brief chat and although they were unable to comment, I presume they were there on behalf of the government. Uh, that unmarked white van ahead of tonight's meeting, which they were aware of. Are they going to bring this up at the meeting tonight? Why is it happening today? Is it pure coincidence? Uh, lots of messages in uh, today. There's no reason uh, for the cost at Solby to be as high uh, as the highest cost is G4, G4S, which are the security company that presumably they're outsourcing the security to. Uh, Bill says G the security is just not needed. It's a complete waste of money. I hope they break down all the costs, perhaps to show where the money is actually going. Uh, why can't I listen to Timbald On Demand anymore? Uh, depends where you're trying to listen. If you're trying to listen via the Manx Radio AM feed, uh, we weren't aware there was a problem. There's also Timbald.org have got a stream as well. But uh, WhatsApp at 747. Just tell us where you're trying to listen to, uh, to uh, Timbald. Uh, I got a note in from... Uh, this is, uh, let's have a look here. Uh, regarding Rob Callister, uh, he's planning to apologise to Timwald um, uh, for uh, this, which he says he didn't do. How's that for transparency? Well, let's wait and see what he says. Uh, Mr Callister has been uh, told to apologise to Timwald. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, yesterday he was... Um, uh, basically told what to do by the Timwell Standards Committee. Uh, there's a wind farm being built above Sulby Campsite. Is that right? If the si if, and the site's needed for an electricity substation to be built. Also, it's common knowledge this is going to happen. Is there going to be a wind farm built above Sulby Campsite? I don't, maybe you know something I don't know. Julian's on. Hi, Julian. Hi, uh, how are you doing? Fine. Have you seen the bus? Uh, no. Um, yeah, I'm going to talk about that in a second because I have a, an idea as to why we haven't seen the bus. I um, just wanted to start off um, completely agree with what Dewan said the other day about the um, the RSC um, trade. You know this. Um drag uh, thing that's got been going on at the QE2. Well, we do, um, the thing is, at the moment, Julian, we don't know. We've, we've heard everything on social media and various people have said things. Now, obviously, the Department of Health and uh, the Department of Education, Sport and Culture, the Minister, Julie Edge, has been asked, and she said they're trying to verify the facts. OK, well, her manifesto said transparency and accountability. So um, let's hope that uh, we'll have both of those shortly. Um, I also agree with what Tony B said yesterday. Um, it just seems that every time there's any kind of a problem, there seems to be a bit of a, you know, a consultation, a kick the, the can down the road. But it does, it does seem to be almost like a controlled demolition of several things on the island, including the TT. I mean, if it comes true that 
you've got a 50 mile an hour limit on the mountain. I mean, you might as well say that the entire course is a 50 for the entire duration of the TT, really. Um, and then when you think about the cane race that's in Mexico, that has more in common with the spirit of the TT than our own does, it seems. So what do you think is trying to, what do you think is um, is the agenda? Well, who knows um, but um, it does seem that whatever uh, it just seems that everything seems to be going downhill. There doesn't seem to be any kind of it's either extremely expensive or it's going taking lots of time. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, it looks like a controlled demolition to me on several fronts. Um, the reason I rang was, um, I'm just thinking about why we haven't seen the Isitaro. Um, somebody told me that the bus station um, in Douglas has installed a seven kilowatt charger, which is the same as the ones we see in the streets. Um, but the reason we might not see the Isitaro is it has a 441 kilowatt hour battery. Now, doing the math, that's 63 hours of charge or two and a half days to charge it on that charger. And even if you used the new most powerful one on the island opposite the sea terminal in the car park there, it'd still take nine hours. So perhaps every time they take it out, it's off the road for two and a half days for charging. I I heard, I saw something somewhere, and maybe if, if someone's around the sea terminal, apparently the electric bus was going to be on show for the public either today or tomorrow. And certainly, I also know for a fact that the media has been invited to go and see the bus at the bus station. Um, so we'll be seeing yeah. photos and what have you of that. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how the comparison goes, because in perfect conditions, it's about a 125-mile range. But the bus, the, the diesel buses we have on the island um, have a range of about 700 miles, which lasts them three days before they need a few minutes to refuel. Yeah. So, you know, when you think about it, even if, even if you're being kind, you might have to use two and a half to three of these new Isitaro buses to keep the, the to keep the frequency of the things going, but they're twice the amount of money. Uh, the so you're trouble, at, yeah, I mean the trouble is, Julian, they're going to have to suck it and see. They're going to have to try it and try it in op operational uh, use before they know really what happens. Because you can you know theorise all you want, they've got to actually try it, haven't they? But the realistic figure is five to six times the cost to replace each diesel bus with an Isitaro in terms of, you know, and, and maybe more if you're, if you're going to do that. And of course, you know, with this electric car thing now, um, there's talk of a particulate tyre and brake dust tax on electric cars. So they're, they're looking now at a new kind of tax, which is going to um, take into account the dust off your brake pads and the dust off your tyres. Well, I mean, the question has been asked many times. In fact, I mean, when uh, Daphne Kane was on last time, Man in Line, I mean, I asked Daphne Kane, does it yeah. cost a lot of money to be green? And she said it does. So presumably it will cost the public purse a lot of money to be green. And presumably we'll all be asked to pay that we'll all get sent the bill for that. Yeah, but this could this could be a bill that will put us all into bankruptcy for many generations. This is not this isn't even expensive. This is beyond imagination in terms of what it will cost. Um, but um, just go back to my point, Julian. Nobody quite knows, and obviously at the back of this is uh, at the back of everything is always money and is always big business and uh, and, uh, and government uh, because they're the people who decide policy and they're the people and you know they decide the policy. We get the bill for it. 
Correct. Yeah. But I mean, that decision making doesn't seem to have any public scrutiny at all. Like, for example, the wind turbines, um, you know, you're going to be paying multiple times more money using 4,000 times the amount of land for one-seventh of the generation. I mean, I think um, Iceland's just been crowing that uh, they're the cheapest electricity more or less in the world, especially Europe, because they went down the geothermal route years ago. And uh, one of the lead um, scientists who actually put that stuff in said that um, it's not with the, with the latest drilling techniques. You just go deeper and you can have the same thing. I mean, you know, they pay next to nothing for their electricity and they're not bothered about all this um, fluctuations with volatility of gas prices. Yeah, I mean, but, but, but going back over 100 years, you and I weren't there, but I'm just surmising that when the internal combustion engine people you know, put all this before people who used horses and carts, people would have said at the time, it's a lot of fuss about nothing. You can rely on a horse and cart. These engines may not be reliable, but they became reliable and we became used to them and nobody uses horse and carts anymore. Yes, but the difference between then and now is market forces. You know, you started with steam engines and it was too much fast to get the the boiler heating up and everything. So it ended up with petrol and diesel came out of it. Whereas this is by fiat, really, when we were being told um, that internal combustion engine cars will no longer be available to us new from 2030. I mean, in some ways, how dare they say that? Well, they say they're not going to be available new. Do you think that just means we're going to get everything second-hand? They'll all be pre-owned if people... I mean, they're not banning internal combustion engines. They're just saying you can't buy a new one. Yeah, which is... Which is well, it's... <laughs> you're being told something you can't have. And for what? For a, for a weather forecast into 10, 15, 100 years in the future when... Just take a look in America at the moment. Record... Uh, what did I see... Um, California, people are trapped in their homes with 12-foot snowdrifts. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, and, of course, if we, we'd all got uh, foresight for, for the future, if we got 2020 vision, we could all make millions of pounds out of it, Julian, but we don't. That's true. That is true. <laughs> all right. Thanks for calling, Julian. Thanks, Andy. Right, lots of comment in uh, today. To say the horse trams lose money, they say the horse trams lose money, which they do, but they're a tourist attraction. Phil, angry out west. Well, camping is a tourist attraction, but the Manx government don't seem to want to attract that sector of tourism, surely. Uh, Phil calls them idiots. You uh, Well, we just wonder what's going to happen to the horse trams, whether or not the horse trams are going to be back to the sea terminal, because that seems to be being reviewed and reviewed and reviewed. Uh, more messages in today um, regarding Solby Claddocks, and if you're going tonight, then please, I suggest you get there early. R- Rosie's going to be <laughs> busy behind the bar tonight. Uh, isn't it appalling that Castletown Town Hall and Library have to close at lunchtime due to some pupils from Castle Russian High School causing disruption in the building? I've experienced the youths from Castle Russian having lunch in Castletown Square, and on asking not to leave rubbish, I was impolitely told uh, to put it somewhere which is medically impossible when stating i'd visit the school i was told that they weren't scared of teachers what's happening in uh, school discipline says uh, southern andy uh, by the way we've seen the e-bus where'd you see it andy 
This is the story about Castletown Town Hall and Library, which is closed at lunchtime because they're having problems with school pupils causing disruption. Uh, I have a child who is 11. He was in this lesson, this sex education lesson. What was explained in the QE2 sex and relationship lesson was shocking says texter 634 children's brains are still developing at 18 years of age never mind 11 some of the sexual acts described were awful leave children alone says 634 well uh, the minister is trying to ascertain what was said um, inside her department's curriculum so we'll find out and as soon as uh, they have a statement we'll let you know it doesn't affect me directly says text to 466, but I'm concerned if the Minister for Education and the headmistress of QE2 don't know what's going on regarding this RSE business. Uh, Emin Ramsey says, if they don't know, who's running the show? Who exactly? I've just seen the electric bus on Lord Street in Douglas, uh, says uh, my uh, WhatsApper. Thank you, that. Have a lovely time. Um, you see, Big Phil says, Andy, you see uh, Julie Edge heading for the bunker following the disgusting revelations concerning a drag queen at QE2, uh, says Big Phil. So and this is the question, really, this is the nub of it all. The, the Minister for Education stood up in keys and said she had to find out what happened. Got a message in from Clive who just says, uh, regarding the Minister for Education trying to find out what's happening in her own department, why don't she just pick up the telephone and speak to the head of QE2? And then just tell everybody. Why does everything have to be so long and drawn out? Uh, when th when there was a talk about the Claddocks stopping overnight camping, says Colin, I rang Deffer and the poor young lady that answered the phone didn't have a clue what I was talking about. Sounded like she was embarrassed. Not her fault, of course, she's just doing her job. But the department didn't even have the decency to inform their staff. Is this typical of government, says Colin. I saw the bus last Friday. It was at Jerby. Uh, says John and Sean in Douglas, and today on Woodburn Road about half past ten. Anybody's got a video of the e Sitaro bus? We'd love to get it. Uh, WhatsApp the uh, video or any photos on one double six one double seven. If you you have to put us in your contacts, but uh, I'm sure you'd like to, wouldn't you? Uh, government is saying that the cost to run Solby campsites too expensive and shouldn't be subsidised by the taxpayer. Well, it's down to government to provide facilities of all types and costs, shared island wide, regardless of who's going to use them. Chester Street toilets are public facilities, but the cost to clean them by a private contractor is a lot of money. I don't use them, but many people do. So the taxes should cover costs for everybody, says Pat, if it's a public resource financed by public money. Uh, is Julie Edge trying to put some sort of false ceiling over what's happened at QE2 school? Uh, I see that the mainstream media isn't talking about the electric bus that went on fire and burnt down the bus station. Whereabouts was this, Gary in Ramsey? Uh, still want to get the bus people uh, on. Still want to get on the bus. Oh, I see, uh, says Gary. Thank you for that. Uh, why aren't we looking more into geotherm over here? It seems to be dismissed out of hand. Why is this, says Pammy? Well, um... <laughs> 
They've been on talking about geothermal. We've asked about geothermal. It wouldn't seem like it's an awful lot of money in government terms to find out whether geothermal will work over here. And if it will work, surely it's worth investigating. But uh, we asked, continue to ask the question, and at the moment perhaps they're working, maybe they've got a consultant on it, maybe there's a consultation paper being worked up as we speak. Jewan's with us now. Hi, Jewan. How's Andy today? Well, we're very, it's very fine, actually. It's a very lovely day looking out over Douglas Bay, Jewan. Oh, excellent, excellent. That's that, that's that's great. Um, we we haven't mentioned the um, we haven't mentioned the big top, Andy. We've got the big top wanting to. Um, I believe Douglas Corporation are wanting to um, put a big top every year at um, Government House. Sorry, Villa Marina. Um, so uh, that'd be um, that that'd be great, wouldn't it? And perhaps maybe I could um, I could help out. You know, like I helped um, Chris find some pancake tosses the other week. I'm wondering if I could help him find some clowns. Oh, oh, Jewan, fancy that. I, I, oh, you know what? I've got a list of people that they could they could have as clowns. And um, anyway, they, I mean, they've got a few jugglers around at the moment, a few lion tamers. So um, let's see if we can find some clowns for them. That'd be great, wouldn't it, to have that every year? Um, so the um, the the AG's office and the um, the government PR must be working overtime at the moment to keep this lot under control and. I'm looking at the, um, I mean, this has just escalated so much, this um, sexual orientation bill. I don't know if you've been following it, Andy. It's everywhere in the UK now. GB News has got it, and um, uh, everywhere seems to be carrying this story. But, uh, and, um, the it, other, it, and the thing is, Jim, they're making fun of the Isle of Man. Well, they are, but I mean, and, and, and the basis of that is is, is, is who's created this and where, where's it all come from? Um, it should never have been started to, to start with. And I mean, I know everyone's saying, well, let's wait for um, let, let's wait for this to be sorted out. But I'm looking at Fred's and I'm seeing that the, the parent of the child has made a statement on one of the Fred's on one of the social media. So this is coming from the parents of the child. So this kind of hush hush thing is kind of, again, just trying to calm the water so I say imagine their press and their AG's offices working like Billio overnight to try and put something there to calm this down but um, you know this is not going to go away easy now that the, the people are, are, are really annoyed about this and um, you know it's one way or the other um, I know Julie Julie you're a decent person but you know and I've said this to David Ashford many many months ago about the COVID and stuff if you're signing off documents that you haven't read, then the book stops with you. Um, so you need to go back and get these people that are investing in our government that are doing this stuff and um, and, and, and hold them to account. Um, you know, that's, that's got to be the thing. Now, I came on to talk about the campsite. And I'm just looking at the um, uh, an FOI that was, I think it's come from the Manx Motorhome Club on the Sorby Claddocks. Um, 2019, Sorby Claddocks made a loss of £5,000 based on 786 permits sold at £16 each. Um, permit price back then was £30. Um, if the permit price back then was £30, it would have made a profit of £18,500. Um, 2020, when the charges were implemented, 24-hour security of G4S and reduced the pitches to just 25 pitches were introduced. The loss 
was 35,000 based on three, six, seven permits. 21, the loss was 55,000 based on four, six, five permits. So there seems to be a, a, an issue, and, and I think like Julian picked up on before there, um, it wasn't long ago we had an issue with the point of error, I believe, as well, wasn't it? They've stopped overnight camping there. Uh, Smale, certainly. Yeah, so, you know, um, is is there another agenda going on there? I mean, we've had a problem there. They blame that on, on um, vehicles at night time. Um, motorhome people came on and, and you know, they, they pushed their corner. And generally, most motorhome people look after these places. Yeah. So, again, you know... Um, but you only need on a few... Uh, Julia, uh, sorry, Julian, you only need a few idiots to, to go to an overnight camp and cause problems, maybe get involved in drugs and... And what have you, and cause problems, leave litter and noise and what have you before the police get involved. And the, you know, perhaps the line of least resistance then is well, stop it, stop it for everybody. If you get a few bad eggs who are giving people a bad name, just stop it, and that's easy. Well, that is the easy way. You're quite correct there, Andy. But, you know, isn't that why we employ a police force to sort out things like that? Rather than just stopping things for the majority of people who don't cause a problem, um, that's surely what the police force is for. So you're quite correct. That's the easy way out. And let's spoil the fun for everyone. But th- this issue at the um, Sorry Credits is not down to that, I do, I do believe. This is down to um, finances and the toilet block, etc. But looking at them basic figures on the FOI, um, this is just purely a business model. If you're going to introduce a lot more expenses with likes of G4S, private companies making a profit out of this, and they, they're involved in a lot more things that government do, G4S are making a nice little packet out of us. Um, you know, there's a pure basic business ethic here, isn't there? I mean, they reduce the pitches and increase their fees. So, you know, pure, pure business says this is not going to work the way it is. Um, so <laughs> something needs to be changed internally. Well, surely, do you think they should happen. then perhaps offer Solby Claddox out as a, a franchise to somebody to take it on for five years and run it as a on a commercial basis? In that case, it will be in their interest to make sure it's policed properly. And there wouldn't be, you know, government, they could then charge as appropriate. Um, and, and that will be the way to do it, rather than leaving it in, in public hands when, you know, nobody's going to be happy now. Well, well, there you go. And I, I suppose that the, the feedback from the other side of that will be, well, that this is this is common land and it shouldn't be out to franchise. So you're always going to get a feedback. You know, uh, uh, you know, everyone's going to have an opinion, opinion like buttholes, aren't they, Andy? Everyone's got one. Um, but the um, I think Glenn Willen does really well, I believe. I mean, the people and is and is very, very well run. You never hear bad feedback yeah. about Glenn Willen. No, you do not. And it's it's very popular. A lot of people go down, a lot of families go down there. And of course, if you've got families there, it, it kind of self-polices itself because, you know, if someone does something wrong, you know, people are keen to keep the place tidy. So, you know, wouldn't that seem to be the obvious answer, what you've just said? And again, going back to, you know, uh, there's you and me talking about simple stuff like this, simple answers. But we employ people in government at, at, at the cost of thousands of pounds, far more than what, um, than what Julie's earning and, and all these other people as, as ministers thousands and thousands of pounds a year to sort this stuff out and find these answers but you and me are finding the answers isn't that a bit strange we should start a consultancy company German there we go Andy yeah we go we could yeah. do that in the spare time yeah, you, yeah, there's another sideline for us alright <laughs> gotta go thanks Julian.
Take care, Andy. Cheers. Now, I've got a message in. This is from uh, Malcolm, who just said, Andy, I've been trying to get driving lessons uh, for my son. Why is it so difficult to get... Well, we've talked... That was mentioned, actually, in the uh, uh, news meeting this morning at Manx Radio, where you're going to be doing some stuff on driving uh, lessons in the next few days. Uh, and if you're having problems getting... drive, Apparently, it's taking ages, the lead-in, to get driving lessons. It's like putting your, uh, you know, your child's name down for a school... Uh, this is trying to get driving lessons. Apparently, there are far fewer driving schools than there used to be. Uh, just regarding uh, sex education in schools, Mrs. MC says, Andy is the minister overseeing the education of our children. I think Julie Edge should be asked to give a full explanation and apology for the totally inappropriate dogma she was attempting to present as fact in our classrooms. Many of the parents and families of pupils at QE2 were horrified to hear of the content of the lesson recently being presented at Sex Education. One uh, lesson involved a drag queen giving a talk on their version of sexuality together with graphic pictures. Who permitted this to happen? What form of vetting took place before the lesson was organised? Was the head of school aware of this content and similar questionable lessons, says Mrs MC? Is the island following the UK where every ridiculous and often dangerous suggestion in the name of woke must be followed in order to appease a noisy minority? Rather than her usual vague bluster, Julie Edge must now give a breakdown on how and by whom this material was examined and considered to be suitable for presentation in our schools. Why did she choose to import this programme from Scotland, where it's been widely opposed? Answers, please, says Mrs MC. I had amazing service from the Guernsey Bank Skipton International this week. It's not often you get to speak to a real human. Their follow-up was fantastic, and switching my savings account was so easy and quick. Is that why you chose Skipton? No, I saw how competitive their savings rates are, so I gave them a call on 01481 730 730. Turns out it was easier than I thought to move my account to Skipton. Skipton International is licensed to take deposits by the Guernsey Financial Services Commission and is a participant in the Guernsey Banking Deposit Compensation Scheme. Details at dcs.gg. Terms and conditions apply. At Haldane Fisher, we're now opening earlier. Pop in from 7.30am weekdays and 8am on Saturdays. Feel right at home with Haldane Fisher. Manx Utilities are currently replacing prepayment customers' key meters with new smart electricity meters in homes in Douglas. As a smarter pay-as-you-go customer, you can access our new Smarter Living app to keep an eye on your energy use in real time and to top up your credit quickly at a time that suits you. You can also top up at selected stores and via our website. To find out more about the changes, visit the Smarter Living page at manxutilities.im. Discover a fabulous range of watches, gifts and jewellery at Ramsey Art Gallery with top brand watches from Belova, Citizen Eco Drive and Storm to Acuras, Seconda and Timex. Plus, all watch purchases come with free lifetime watch bracelet adjustment service. There's stunning gold and silver jewellery, gifts for all occasions and of course a fabulous gallery of limited edition prints and original artworks. Find all this and more at Ramsey Art Gallery Jewellers and Engravers opposite Ramsey RNLI Shop. 
A week has gone since Dr. Alex Allenson applied his fiscal stethoscope and prescribed the financial medicine he felt the island needed. But will we need a booster later this year? And how did you and you and you do in terms of income and support? Do you feel better off this Thursday evening between 6 and 6.30? The nuts and bolts of the budget with myself, John Moss. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Pastor Mai, good afternoon. 23 minutes before one. Vivian's with us now. Hi, Vivian. Hi, hi Andy. Um, can I correct one thing about the Claddock? I'm not going into it because I know more about it than the majority of people do. But the main thing is the Forestry Board did put it out to tender to see if they could get anybody that was interested in taking it on for a season and see how it goes and make money out of it. But if you'd have seen the criteria for people taking it on, nobody will ever take it on. What, there were too many hurdles to jump over, Vivian? Yes, it's like sorting out the toilet block, um, putting showers, all sorts of things. How long was the contract for, do you remember? Oh, no. Well, as long as somebody wants it, I should think. But... It is common land. You are not supposed to sell food on there unless it's for a charity or function. So nobody could go and put a, a caravan on there and sell food. It's against the rules of the Claddock. Um, there you, are a lot of rules that people don't know anything about. Yeah, I mean, uh, as you say, you know a lot about this site. But, I mean, is it true that some of the local residents didn't like all the, you know, the mayhem that used to happen there sometimes, drunken youths? And, That's and, quite true. Is that That's tr- quite true. Right. <coughs> and also, there's notices to say you can't have fires, but some of them like to break the rules. And, and have fires there. The majority are all right, but I also we also know that in TT time, people from part of the island will go and pay to camp there so that they can let their houses out for TT holidays. Uh, where do we go from here, Vivian? Close it. That's all you've got to do. People can use it during daylight, but no camping. And you think, uh, uh, but how are you going to stop people pitching up at dusk and just staying there? Somebody's going to be after there to throw them off. Well, they've had some, they've had G4S there for the last three years, so let them carry on and spend money on that. Okay. Put- All right. No, I appreciate I'm not that. Going, I'm, I'm not going any further. Okay. okay. Oh, no. Thanks, uh, Vivian. We appreciate that. Um, thanks for that call today. Uh, Andy, I was told there were, the last year that there were 20 EV buses coming to the Isle of Man. My friend saw them on the motorway, then at a park up in Hesham. When they were asked, um, uh, a man said, uh, a man at the gates said they were going to the Isle of Man. Is that true? Are we getting 20 EV buses on the Isle of Man? Uh, never mind uh, the uh, uh, tyre and brake dust. Um, tax for EVs Texter 068 says Motorsport should have a tyre and brake dust tax It's a very polluting sport All the tyre and brake dust goes into the air And it goes down to the watercourses uh, And Steve's with us Hi Steve How are you doing? You okay? Good thanks 
Good man, I'm living the dream, eh? Um, I just fucking yell through Facebook and you see these little, little articles in the paper and it made me laugh when the minister says the budget for the roads is going to be cut because they're in such good condition. Did you read that? Uh, I did say that. I don't quite know <laughs> how far that person had the tongue in the cheek. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? I mean, just what road is this... Um, let's say, gentleman driving on, you know, he's obviously not using the roads that I drive on because these roads are laughing stock. Disgrace, I've got a works van that's going in all the time for ball joints, your know, anti-roll bar bushes, you know, bottom arms doing on it because they're just getting trashed by the state of the roads. And what amazes me is if they're going to cut the budget, then don't charge road tax because I'll use that money and I'll fix my vehicle with it. Is it- I don't get why they're charging. When you look at the price of some of these road taxes that the government like to hold the hand out and have us pay, you could be paying 500 quid for one vehicle for a year. Well, I'd rather use that money and put my vehicle in and get all the work done to it. Uh, do you find yourself, roads, uh, Steve, actually knowing well, where the potholes are and driving around them? Well, you, you think you do, but then again, we have the DOI which go around, the incompetence, they go around and they'll start digging a road up that's not even needing digging up, and yet to get to the area they're digging up, you've got to drive up and down these big hills, down manhole covers, sank six inches, you know. Uh, I do find that these roads are just starting to crumble and there's nothing, nothing getting done. And then they still keep going on to different subjects and, you know, trying to start this subject off and we're doing this and we're doing this topic. Let's get some proper, you know, infrastructure back and get these roads in a nice condition because they're an absolute joke. And what minister, I'd, I'd love him to come on and justify that statement in that paper. I'd love him to justify that to me and everybody else that uses these roads because I'm sick of the roads and I want them put in right, but they never will do that for us. Okay. Never will. All right, thanks for calling today. Drive Bye-bye. carefully. Take care. Right. You, man, and you. All right, it's 18 minutes before one. Chris Thomas is going to be on Man in Line. Uh, at the back end of March, he'll be on Chris Thomas, MHK. DOI Minister will be on Man in Line Monday, 27th of March. Uh, we all know Sorby Claddox doesn't belong to the government. It's the property of the people, uh, says Crystal. The property of the people. Uh, the Sotaro drove down the prom the other day, says uh, another uh, texter on 502. Did you get a photo of it? Uh, uh, and uh, a note in from Dewan, different Dewan, 384, saying uh, a child was supposed to be removed from class, staying true to what he said. Um, says this, this is regarding the, and again this is hearsay, we're only getting hearsay, so it depends who you believe um, uh, regarding the sex education class that happened at QE2, but the fact is, we're all over the UK media and it's not complimentary so Let's find out, shall we? Information on the electric bus on the Isle of Man. Here is the real reason why it's not being seen on the Manx roads. Uh, it's down the bus depot. <laughs> uh, Fred, it's being seen everywhere, apparently. Uh, I saw the electric bus in Santon reversing around the pub's car park in Santon. Uh, very nice. It looks very nice, says Nick. Um, we're told that politicians set policy and officers deliver policy. So the minister should know what is going on. So Julie edge should know what is going on. Um, the minister earns £76,000 a year. The head teacher earns similar. But neither of them know what's going on. We're paying hundred over £150,000 for people who don't know what's going on. 
the fire, by the way, in that bus depot, the electric bus depot, was in Hanover in Germany early last week, says Bobby in Balasala. Uh, I don't live in Douglas, but I just use the Chester Street Lose, <laughs> says this texter, uh, 869. Well, I hope everything was fine. What uh, What's happening to Manx Care? The first long-term staff are going, then uh, the director of Manx Social Care... Um, uh, is going Andrew uh, Foster the Manx Care is going uh, Mr Foster sadly uh, it's because of ill health uh, nothing to do with uh, anything else but uh, Andrew Foster sadly has had some ill health lately that's the reason and next week you can ask everybody because uh, Teresa Cope is on Chief Exec of Manx Care is going to be on uh, Man in Line next week also with some representatives from the Northern and Western Wellbeing Partnerships uh, and more messages come in. Uh, why can't they just put mobile toilets at the Claddocks for TT? Can't believe our government business is hard at the best of times, so it's frustrating when common sense is staring them in the face, says Anita. Well, we had that offer yesterday from the builders at Derby Square who've offered free of charge a shower and toilet block for the government for Sulby Claddocks. Uh, my understanding is that the current sex education curriculum extends to our schools primary and secondary. Perhaps somebody could clarify. Well, I would imagine clarification is on the way. Uh, electric bus was down the side of the sea terminal an hour ago, says Joan in Port St. Mary. Uh, uh, surely, if Julie Edge rings the head, she'd be conflicted in her role as minister. If disciplinary measures are needed, she'd have to be excused, uh, says Alf. Uh, that, just common sense, Alf, really. It's just that, I mean, are you content with the fact that the minister is having to find out what happens by some sort of consultation? At the moment, everybody would like to know what exactly happened and who sanctioned it happening. We don't actually know for certain. Well, we've got lots of people's versions of what's happened inside QE2 regarding this relationship and sex education curriculum. We don't actually know. And just going back to what the contributor said a while ago, transparency was all over. When, when we were going around the, the candidates for the general election, last time. They were all talking about, apart from clothing themselves like Robin Hood and his merry men in green clothes, uh, wanting a green future, openness and transparency was everything that they said. They wanted everybody to know. They wanted the public, the voters, you, to know about what was going on in government. A 16% reduction in gas tariffs happens today on the Isle of Man. Are you happy now? 13.98p per unit. Here's the boss, the managing director of Isle of Man Energy, Aidan Baglow. Well, the tariff review has taken place as uh, part of the regulatory process which Cure manage. Uh, uh, we've been working closely with them. There's two scheduled reviews per year under the existing regulatory agreement, or either party can request a review if any of the key inputs change. And in this case, there's a reduction in forward commodity prices. So what we're actually seeing is the regulated process in action. It's something that we welcome. Um, as you mentioned before, obviously it gives customers confidence that we're prices as fair and transparent. And that regulatory process is ongoing and will continue throughout the year. We're very happy to be able to be in a position where we can uh, 
reduce prices. You know, it's going to be a 16% reduction. That's on the back of the 24.9% reduction that took place back in November last year. So this equates to around about 2.6 pence per unit or for a typical central heating customer burning 10,000 kilowatts a year, around about a £260 a year reduction in their energy costs, which is great news, particularly as we're still in the middle of the winter heating periods. The drop isn't quite what the rise was. Do we know why that is? Yeah, there's a number of factors, really. What we're seeing is a gradual fall in commodity rates, some of which is an increase in European storage caused by the milder winter, some of which is increase in, in sort of liquid natural gas discharge capacity across Europe, which has had an impact on commodity prices. However, wholesale prices are still around about five or six times, sometimes seven times higher than we normally experience in the marketplace. And there's still a lot of volatility in that market. But what I can say is there is further regulatory reviews planned for the year. And if there are any further significant changes to tariffs and commodity prices, this would trigger a further tariff. Uh, And again, we'd welcome that because we want to see prices come down for our customers. The price drop will remain in place until December, but an interim review is going to be carried out in June. Do you think we could reasonably see any additional changes to prices over the coming year? Well, as I mentioned before, there's a number of factors which are outside our control of what we can do as a supplier and what we can do on the island. Uh, I mean, it affects uh, the whole worldwide capacity, European and um, worldwide side of things. But I said, if there are any significant changes, the regulatory process is there. It does work. We can see it in action now, and that would reflect any changes to price and forwards, and that would be reflected in our customers. Well, if you are a gas user, happy new tariff today, it being the 1st of March. (laughs) Enjoy your gas. Uh, Note in from, uh, this is B, who just says, uh, I went to Solby 27 years ago for the first time. No rules, you just went and had a great time. I think a warden was employed by the local authorities, came around once in a while. So why is G4S now employed? Fishy, uh, says B. Also, I have a daughter of 12 and would certainly want not want my daughter subjected to this lesson. It's horrendous to even consider they'd teach 13-year-olds this. Uh, Julie Edge is trying to brush it under the carpet, says Bill. Thank you, Bill. Good to hear from you. Oh, and I got a note in from... It's Nigel. Thank you, Nigel. In the Canary Islands, and I've just been in the local supermarket, Isle of Man Creamery Cheese is on sale in the Canaries. How do you experience the exceptional? Find out at the Shaw Hotel Laxey. A high-end boutique hotel, a fine dining restaurant, a bar serving real pub classics. It's an experience like nothing else on the island. See for yourself and keep up to date with the latest events at shawhotellaxi.im. Now with online booking or call 861-509. Come and discover the exceptional at the Shaw Hotel Laxey. 70 million workdays lost. A cost of up to £99 billion to the UK economy. Can your business afford to ignore mental health? St. John Ambulance have partnered with Mental Health First Aid England in a bid to transform workplace mental health and support staff. We are offering adult mental health first aid training courses to encourage early intervention, helping you recognise the signs and symptoms and guide a person to the right support. Call St. John Ambulance on 674 387 today. 
Tanya Dolores Shoes and Accessories' fabulous new shop at 72 Parliament Street, Ramsey, opens March the 4th with a new men's shoe department and an even bigger ladies' shoe collection. Come and join us on the big opening day from 9.30 for a unique retail experience. We'll be offering one free pair of shoes to our first male customer and other exciting gifts, so don't miss out. Tanya Dolores Shoes and Accessories. The perfect style, the perfect fit. Thursday 2nd of March sees the return of World Book Day for 2023 and we've decided to bring back our Manx Radio bedtime stories kindly supported by Holmes and Davison opticians and with a little help from a few familiar voices Once upon a time I'm sure no one would mind if I had a tiny taste My bottom's on fire Run, run as fast as you can so join me, Kim Quine, over on the Bedtime Story podcast every day this week for a brand new bedtime story with Holmes and Davison opticians and your nation's station, Manx Radio. The Man in Line, daily interaction, debate and exchange of ideas. Broadcast on Manx Radio from midday till one, Monday to Friday. Faster by, good afternoon. California's having extreme weather exactly as predicted by climate changes decades ago. Hotter summers, colder winters, more violent rain and more windstorms, says Richie. But the temperature trends always upwards as predicted. Several American states have had their hottest summers by six degrees Celsius this year. We may not have 2020 vision, but we should open our eyes. It always helps, says Richie. Thanks for your point of view, Richie. It's not hearsay, says this uh, WhatsApper on 566. They've sent me a screenshot of the Mail Online uh, news. Sex education suspended in the Isle of Man after a drag queen guest speaker tells 11-year-olds there are 73 genders and made a child who said there are only two leave the class. That's on the Mail Online. And everybody's going to be seeing it. And thanks to WhatsApper 318 sent me a photo of the electric bus at the sea terminal. Uh, thank you for that. And what's this skeet, says Simon, about the mountain road referring, re- uh, reverting back to two-way traffic with an enforced speed limit for TT23? We're trying to find out what it is, uh, Simon. My understanding is that the current sex education curriculum extends to all our schools, not just QE2, both primary and secondary. Maybe somebody could clarify clarify 033 I've got no problem with people being invited into school to speak to children but the session really should be well supervised by teachers and no untrained person should be able to discipline a pupil for their opinion says Sue drag queens are not really representative of the ordinary LGP LGBTQT community they're performers in flamboyant costumes it doesn't make them experts we'll see then so so we uh, thank you John who sent me a, a note in. Uh, why doesn't the government hire uh, Luz for Solby Claddocks? I've got a message in also. I'll just give you this. It's um, And it's from Leslie. Leslie Wallace dropped a note in to me. And she says, Andy, I've visited the Isle of Man for over 30 years for all the racing. At the last 28 years in a small camper van for the TT, Southern 100 and the Manx Grand Prix. I park at Smale, Murrock Park and the Claddock. I follow all the rules and regulations regarding permits. I meet lots of fellow campers and many of uh, there to support the racing as marshals. Has any provision been made where they can camp overnight? With Smale and the Claddock out of the equation, is Murrock Park going to be slightly oversubscribed? A bit confusing. 
Welcome back to the 2022 TT, but 2023, not so welcoming, says Leslie. I've booked for the ferry for TT, but with the bans on overnight parking, it's already causing problems. You try and find anywhere to camp, and this is why I purchased the van in the first place. So my TT booking is cancelled. I won't be booking for the Sunderland 100 or for the Manx. Just don't feel very welcome, says Leslie. That point of view, just regarding... And we wait to hear what's going to happen tonight. It's going to be a big night at the Sorby Glen Hotel. If you're popping along there tonight, let us know how it goes on. When global warming was first brought up by the experts, uh, said there will be a time of unusual weather. Well, this is certainly what's being seen at the moment. So the people we keep hearing uh, joking that it's not happening need to look at the facts, not just the ones they want to hear to make up their minds. Uh, thank you, 287. Thank you for your opinion. Did you notice France is in the middle of a drought at the moment? They're doing water economy measures and some of the canals in Venice are dry. You can walk across them. So tomorrow, the Treasury Minister's going to be on. You want to talk to Dr. Allenson and get in touch. Out of hours, man in line at manxradio.com or the answer phone is 682631 if you want to leave a question. W-I-N-T